We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's go out to The Athletic. Let's talk to Jeff Howe. He covers the NFL in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Jeff, how are we doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. We are coming off a, obviously, a it was kind of a dud of a weekend, if we're being honest, because the, the divisional games, although we we love them, the games themselves weren't that great. What was your favorite game to actually watch this weekend? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I was at the Jacksonville-Kansas City game, so I guess I'll just go with that. It probably wasn't the best game of the weekend, but, I mean, that was the one that I saw uh, the most clearly just from my schedule, and I, I thought it was, you know, the, J- the Jaguars were on the up, and, and I think everybody realizes that, but, man, they just weren't ready to go into Kansas City and win, even though they had a bunch of opportunities to do so. Now, obviously, a lot of people are, are talking about this injury to Patrick Mahomes. He comes back in the game, and we don't know how severe that ankle injury is going into this weekend's game. Uh, how, how much do you think this affects this Bengals-Chiefs AFC Championship game? It's massive, uh, but I will say before I get into that, like I would have picked the Bengals anyway, just because yeah. I think they're so hot right now, and I think Joe Burrow, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win the MVP, and he's absolutely going to deserve it. The entire body of work, the staff, they trump everything that Burrow did. But going into the playoffs, the last two months, Joe Burrow's been the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, and I think he's he's just riding high. But with the injury, I mean. The Jaguars started off that game for a series and a half, really getting a lot of pressure on Mahomes, but he was able to evade a lot of it. And his pocket movement, his mobility were a big reason why they were able to get out and score those first 10 points uh, and set themselves into, or get themselves into position to get that field goal while Mahomes was hobbling. He looked, he was in really, really rough shape. I know immediately after the injury, the handoffs and all that stuff, but just going into the second half, those first couple series, he couldn't move, and you saw that initial third down scramble where he kind of got like that quick jump, but as soon as he got past that first down marker, it was like all the explosiveness was gone. And the other factor was he really couldn't step into his throws as much as you would like to see him do it. So his accuracy was a little off. So high ankle sprains don't heal after six or seven days. So it's going to be really tough for him to go against that Anarumo defense that is playing almost as good as, you know, the the, bar, the credit that I gave Burrow for. You know, our beat reporter, Daryl Ryder, was with me yesterday, and he said, I, I, I love Mahomes. I've always spoke highly of Mahomes. I also like Burrow as well. Uh, Mahomes is so decorated as an athlete at this point, it's insane. Uh, I mean, again, five straight now, AFC title game appearances. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. He's about to win his second league MVP. Like, he is... In my mind, he's the gold standard uh, in, as far as quarterbacking in the NFL. But uh, Daryl said that if Burrow beats Mahomes, Burrow should be considered the best quarterback in the NFL because he's now 4-0 against Mahomes. Do you buy into that logic? I think that's fair. Uh, because, again, right now, I think take the injury out of it. Like I, I'll repeat myself. Like I, Burrow is playing the best quarterback, quarterbacking the best out of anybody in the league right now over the last couple months. I mean, he's just, he's clinical. He's unfazed by anything. He's got like that killer look in his eye. It reminds me a lot of my time covering Tom Brady for the better part of a decade. 
he's got that it factor, and he is he's right there in the conversation. I mean, the entire body of work, obviously Mahomes is still a more accomplished quarterback, but Barrow has a chance to, to overtake him. You know, I mean, you want to get into, like, the debate, like, is one game a referendum on where they are in their careers? I mean, I won't go that far, but, again, just kind of look at what the last two months have looked like for Barrow. He looks like a guy who's ready to take over that top spot. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he definitely – he definitely does. Uh, let's switch over to the Browns. Uh, you know, when you think about the Browns and you think about where they're currently at, and we'll get back to bigger picture things with the NFL. Uh, but uh, you know, your view of the Browns? How far are, are uh, how far away are the Browns from a team like the Bengals and like the Bills and like the Chiefs? Yeah, I think they're just about everybody in the AFC is a substantial drop off from those guys. I mean, those three were the three best in the AFC, and then. You know, if you're the Browns, it's really about, like, where are you in terms of that second tier? Like, how far are you away from a team like Jacksonville on the rise or the Chargers and where they could potentially be a year from now? Maybe maybe even the Broncos, if their coaching situation is able to fix Russell Wilson. So it's a crowded crop in those second-slash-third tiers in the AFC. It's an incomplete picture with Cleveland because we don't really know what they were it's like you looked at this season when Watson got suspended and it was like okay all they have to do is tread water and then Deshaun Watson's going to come back and they're going to go 6-0 and and fix everything and, and maybe they'll be right there for a playoff spot and that was just such as we saw that was just such an oversimplification I mean you can't put a quarterback in there it doesn't matter how talented he is or whatever before his uh his extended time off you take a guy off the field for two years they're not going to look right so it's just the biggest thing is how up to speed is Watson going to be next year at the start of the season and how much can he overcome maybe some roster deficiencies that clearly he wasn't able to do last or this past season because of the long layoff. Jeff, you think Stefanski will, will start the season on the hot seat? I think that's fair just because, you know, they've, they've gone backward over the last – since that playoff berth, and that's just what happens with with coaches who, especially in their first term, I mean, once you start going backward, you kind of got – you're lucky if you get an extra couple years to prove yourself. So, yeah, uh, probably. Should Deshaun be on the list? Like I heard uh, over the weekend they kept listing off, and I believe Nance at the start of this, listing off like AFC quarterbacks and where they all are, and and we we can go through the list, but – even without playing 700 days and not looking that great in the previous you know, six games that he was able to play, should Deshaun be up there with some of the top guys, or does he still have to prove more? No, you got to prove it all over again. You get a layoff like that. You miss two years. You have to start not necessarily from the bottom, but you have to, uh, you have to climb your way back up. I mean, nothing is – there are no scholarships in the NFL. And uh, once you kind of – it's a, talk about oversimplification. Over, an oversimplification. I, I mean, we all know why he missed so much time. He has a lot of reparations to do, and he, he's got to start to play a lot. You can't just assume that he's going to be a top-five quarterback next year just because he was in the conversation for something like that back in 2019 or 2020. Jeff Howe joining us here from The Athletic. Uh, you spent some time around Brady, and we'll get to Belichick in a moment. Uh, did you hear his comments yesterday? Yeah, I did. That, that was absolute prototypical Tom Brady. 
I didn't like the. I know his nickname is Scratchy. I, I don't know how I'd feel about that if I was doing the interview and got called Scratchy like that. All right. So what do you think? I mean, do you think he ends up back with Josh McDaniels then, a familiar friend, or do you? What do you think? I think that's the most likely scenario, and I just look at, you know, what happened this season in Tampa. You know, there were a lot of issues, and there were Brady caught a lot of heat, but I'm telling you, like I talked to a lot of people around the league this season. Yeah, did Brady decline a little bit? Yes, he did. Uh, And he's not absolved from some of the mistakes that he made down the stretch or even in that playoff game. But, I mean, they had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then that was basically it. There was no running game. The offensive line was battered. And uh, the tight end position, they just haven't been able to to fill that since Gronk retired. And then the coaching. Uh, It's just losing Bruce Arians was a much bigger hit on the offensive scheme than I think anybody anticipated. So when you have frustrations with the the offensive system and the coaching and the change that you just had, I just keep going back to what would you want to do in any walk of life, in any profession? You probably want to go back to something familiar. And the most familiar system that he could find is Josh McDaniels. And that there's enough talent on that offense. You know they have to refit, they have to fix their offensive line the same way Tampa would this off season, and they have to get better defensively. So t- putting Tom Brady in there doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're all of a sudden a Super Bowl contender, uh, but it's one massive piece of a puzzle. And I think that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have a good plan for getting that roster into better shape. So I just think familiarity is going to be so important for him if he's going to keep playing as a 46 year old. I know it's a little far-fetched, but with Bill O'Brien going back to uh, to be the OC in New England, is is there a possibility of of a uh, a Tom Brady reuniting with the Patriots? Yeah, I think I kind of uh, I think I kind of started that fire a couple months ago uh, when I, I brought up the topic, and I think like if you if they were just going to run it back with Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator, no, that possibility wouldn't exist. But if Robert Kraft calls up Brady and says, Hey, what do you think? And like, it, I don't think the ego is too big for Brady or for Belichick to say, Hey, maybe this would work. Um, so there is some logical sense behind it and going back to work with Bill O'Brien would help. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not prepared to rule it out. I would still call it a long shot because I think, you know, McDaniels is going to be a bigger draw in Vegas. Uh, he can expand his brand a lot more in Vegas, which I think is still important to him. And, you know, it's just trying to continue to win on his own is probably still an important factor. So, again, long shot, but wouldn't rule it out. Uh, last one, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Howell joining us from The Athletic. Uh, back to the playoffs. When it comes to Zach Taylor, do you feel like he's a good NFL coach at this point, or do you feel like it's just Joe Burrow? Oh, no. He's he's a, a terrific coach. Uh, he's getting to the – if they win the Super Bowl, you can put him in the in the possible category of great. Uh, it takes there, – there's always, like, this debate, and I I had to deal with it for a long, long time in New England. Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? It's always both. You can't win in this league without really good coaching, and more often than not, you can't win without really good quarterback play. And, and I don't understand why, especially, you know, I guess in the Belichick-Brady debate, like why, just because he's a defensive coach doesn't mean Bill Belichick didn't help Tom Brady grow. Now, would Brady have still become Tom Brady without Belichick? Uh, it's very likely. <laughs> the guy's pretty damn talented. He was just overlooked on the draft. And then you look at you know, Taylor and Burrow, like, those guys are a perfect match for each other. And the biggest takeaway that I've had in the NFL this season is how much coaching matters. 
We already got into what happened to Brady in that offense without Bruce Arians. Now look at the other side. Look at Trevor Lawrence developing under Doug Peterson. Yeah, good point. And how, how poorly coached he was a year ago and how out of sorts he was. You know, I talked to Trevor Lawrence about a month ago about all this. and He needed Doug Peterson to re- help him rebuild his confidence after his rookie year. Uh, coaching matters. You know, you look at Kyle Shanahan going through three quarterbacks and still having his team back in the NFC Championship because coaching is just so important. Now, it's not everything. Like, you still need some, some talent and, and a good head on your shoulders, a quarterback. But if you don't have both pieces in play, it's really hard to be a winning football team. You know, again, Joe Burrow, number one pick in the draft. Like, everything about him, like his makeup, like his talent, this is the guy who would have been successful probably anywhere he goes. But Zach Taylor deserves a lot of credit for getting him on this fast track as quickly as he has. Jeff, thank you so much. Great stuff. We appreciate the time, and we'll catch up with you later. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Uh, You too. Good stuff with Jeff. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.